Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! You know, uh, sometimes you you want to tell your friends to get fucked. Yeah? Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you need to. Okay. Other times, you can't. Because, in all honesty, um, uh, Jesse got my computer back running uh, just before the show today. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just want to say that. I got pretty far down the line, though, right, Jesse? With the password reset, and we were just a couple steps away. So I was almost there with it. Yeah, Almost yeah. There. It took a, a little bit of finessing to, there it is. to get the password. I don't have the reset. finesse. I'm all I'm all grind all the time, man. We're all don't remember your password. Uh, it oh. wasn't that why. <laughs> so what's I, the point where you had to type in a terminal command? I think it was out of Adam's depth. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did what, you see yeah. a blue screen of any sort? No, it was black <laughs> with a whole bunch of type like like you know oh. like MS DOS sort of shit. When it looks like the Matrix, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I want to throw out there, and this is where I want you guys both to get fucked, okay. uh, is this whole rumor about me having season tickets. Now I did a little influencing campaign for the wine partner for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Menage a Trois. And every comment after Jesse commented, <laughs> every comment. So Jesse commented this because I was at the game. And Jesse goes, being a season seed holder looks like so much fun. So happy for you, Adam. It has 142 likes. My um, comment? <laughs> yeah, my your, comment your one comment on my video. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm just going to read through. And I have almost 50 comments after that. I uh, hope you enjoyed the season seats. Uh, literally flexing his season suite. He probably owns a network and maybe buildings in downtown Toronto. Looks like a uh, sorry. Um, looks like a fun night. Uh, uh, those season tickets. You got an upgrade for those. Um, and then of course, uh, he gave up his season tickets for a night. Hashtag humble because I was in the box. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Mister Season Seats flexing on his bro. I don't have season seats. I have a season suite. Good old owner's box. My season seats are paying off. Uh, who got you these season's tickets? Like, it's just, it's freaking real. You should see my DMs right now. I, I Jesse, I, I think our friend Adam is embarrassed. And then somebody else said, maybe the wine company can reset your password. He, okay, that's first a nice crossover. It's a very good church. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, I think, I think Adam's embarrassed. Well, embarrassed about what? But, well, because I feel like he's a little insecure that the rumor we started about him having season seats makes him seem a little too highfalutin. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> a little too highfalutin. And he didn't want to seem, uh, you know, uh, too uh, uptight. He, he didn't want to seem too better than or highfalutin while he was at an influencing <laughs> campaign for a wine called Menage a Trois in a box at a Leafs game. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, I don't know, man. It's just... They they were really nice. And you should really like worry this? about... Pinky? Seeming too hoity-toity in your box, in your suite with a bunch of Good influencers. Good word. Good. Well, I, I went with highfalutin. Hoity-toity. just want to say I met... I met a few people there that were t- like actual TikTok influencers, people with real oh, following. Yeah. Oh, peers. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, you were there too, so. Yeah, but I, I, I was like, I'm standing next to people with like half a million followers. Yeah. It's always um. good when you get to talk to people in your tax bracket, you know? <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Right? You know what I mean? This guy knows. You know what I mean? He gets it. Uh, also at SDPN, uh, SDPN's YouTube channel, you can see our Masters Golf video. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. where Steve and Jesse and I went to Party Putt in downtown Toronto with Drew and with Nick in the background, and Justin Fisher joined us too. And basically, the idea for this was to kind of get fired up for the Masters. And uh, oh, Jesse, I got fired up. Jesse can actually golf, but we went to Party Putt. And uh, party it has put- nothing to do with nothing. golfing. Nothing Absolutely to do with nothing. golfing. That, that, that did not help. The, the, the putting in there is extreme. Like, I don't know. You know, usually at like a mini putt course, you could probably hit. If you focus, you could do par. This place, it's like good luck. It's never going to happen. I mean. Every, every single thing is a different theme. It's like Back to the Future and Game of Thrones and Toronto. Toronto, the city. It's just a good place to hang out with your pals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bar. There's a mini putt. Invite all your friends who are way too competitive and watch them ruin their night when they finish second. And then, well, so here's the thing is that we believe in winner take all, meaning if you're, if you come second place, you lose. If you come third place, you lose. Right. Uh, And so one of us won and got to smash the other two in the face with fish pies. Yeah. Smash the other two. I don't know if two of us got smashed. What do you mean? I I think Adam got plepped. I think you got plepped. Okay. And I got absolutely fucking train wrecked. <laughs> if you go why back. Why do you say and, that? Why? Why do I say that? Because the, like I was washing my face in the shower a couple days later. I'm like, why is my cheek sore? Oh, right. Because Jesse basically punched me. Well, in let's the watch face. it back. Do you want to watch it back? Let's watch it back. Why did you do this to him and not. I'm surprised so, you didn't no, get no, out of no, him. No, 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 no. Start with Adam. <laughs> Start right, with right, Adam's right. little love tap, his little plep. Do you want the audio too? Yeah, why not? All right, why all right, not? All right. Here we go. Oh, this is this. No, is, no, no, no already, Adam's already smashed. Uh, there, go. there you go. go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I wonder which one Adam's picking. I'm picking hot sauce. Oh, yeah. No. You picked the one with like jalapeno in it. You're oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you. Because I because I had to eat the fish afterwards. Look at that. That's a plep. Can I ask? Can we pause this for a second? Sure. All right, so so first off, if you ever have the choice again, because it was like I had tomato, I had water fish or some sort of like spring water, and then yeah. and then and then uh, some sort of hot sauce, which is what I took. I forgot that the hot. I, I was going based on taste because we had to get it in the face and then eat it afterwards. And so I was like, okay, well I'll eat the hot sauce one because at least I'll taste the hot sauce and not the fish, right? But then I realized that I was going to get hot sauce in my yeah, eyeballs. Yeah, that's really stupid thinking. And so for the rest of the video, I can't see anything. Yeah. It fucking sucked. Like I was, You're I didn't like, even see Steve's get hit in the face. I'm like, wow, that all sounds terrible. So you what didn't happened? Think, think it through at all. Well, I mean, it was sort of you put on the spot, right? It's like you lose the round, but I, and then and then you're sort of like, well, do you want spring water fish? Like, do you want wet, warm water fish, or do you want hot sauce fish? But you hear me in the spot. video say, oh, I wonder which ones Adam's gonna yeah. pick because you obviously don't pick the one with fucking hot peppers in it. Well, I didn't want you to have to take that. I felt like, given your history with peppers, that wouldn't be fair. You're a, you're a gem. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I wish I could smooch you, but we're on camera. I also uh, the fish was not not tasty. No, not tasty. No. It was quite smelly. <laughs> Here, we'll get to the smell. Yeah, okay. keep going. After, so. so we saw Adam's little. We saw Jesse wind up, and then like your elbow, you just yeah, should have made those putts. Yeah. And then a little love tap. That sucks. <laughs> And you got it right in your hair. Oh, yeah. My fucking curly hair. All right, eat it. 
sardine. And you had to eat a sardine. Also, I didn't oh, make no. these rules, so like, don't blame me for Drew having made to do them. it. Look, I have sardine on my chin. Producer Drew, who's so in the gross. room right now, so, like, he made alive? these rules and yeah. these pies. This was his idea. Yeah. Pro producer Nick was very upset that we were making such a big oh. deal about the fish. Steve Dangle? He's like, this Portuguese. is the smell of my people. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, hey, man, I said I hate the smell. I didn't say I hate Portugal. Steve, do you want, yeah. do you want your smash? Yeah, you I want to relive smash. it. Oh, here we go. Okay, here we go. All the Leafs haters. What are you, what are you talking about? All the listen to the sound. Put this on Oilers Reddit. They'll love it. Commercials and hey. your years hey. of YouTube <laughs> recommendations. I, I just threw the shirt in the dumpster, by the way. Me too. See? Don't break my nose. Are you ready? Yeah. Should have oh. made those putts. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Like, I've never seen it on video. Ooh, <laughs> oh my god, you hit him hard. I, I straight oh, no. up said right beforehand, I'm like, please do not break my nose. Don't re-break my nose. <laughs> and this dude with sewer great hands. Like, look at this. Are you ready? Yeah. Should have oh. made those putts. <laughs> Wham! Whammy! Like, Jesse, look Woo. at him. Yeah, that's right. Jesse, you should be embarrassed. I didn't realize I hit you that hard. So, I, I honest, honest to God, I didn't realize. Yeah? Yeah. Did you realize after you had hit me that hard? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think I apologize. Jesse's in trouble, by the way. <laughs> I, I, Jesse, see what I said about sometimes you have to say fuck your friends? This is why I started the show like that. Oh, yeah. It's an aggressive start. I but I do this morning. I know, but also sometimes you have to say fuck your friends, but also you help me. My more, I had a rough morning and Jesse turned it around with one click of the button fixing that computer. I think it's worse that Jesse helps because you're like, oh, maybe he'll help. And then he, he slaps you in the well, face. Well, because he fucks you up and then he helps you. And you're like, God, I'm in danger. Why am to I in now. trouble? Yeah. Oh, so you're in trouble. I called Jesse last <laughs> night and his girlfriend happened to be there. And she's like, by the way, I didn't like that Jesse hit you so hard with the pie. Yeah. The pie, by the way. What is it? It's like cream cheese. It was whipped cream, sardines, and spring water. Was yours, yeah. And pie crust. Okay. Yeah, my girlfriend, she watched the video back, and she was like, you hit Steve really hard. Yeah. Say sorry to him. <laughs> Everyone in attendance was like, "He broke his nose is broken. It wasn't, though. And it you're wasn't. Fine. Maybe. Well, yeah. Oh, here we go. Wait, 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 here wait, we wait, go. Wait, wait, Defend yourself. Hmm? Stop being a big baby. Oh. Wow. You got a pie in the face. Make your putts next I time. I did. So here's you... Also choked. I choked so, so hard. Yeah, you should have won. That I 100%. We haven't even talked about I was never what even in it. got you to this point. And the thing that got you there was you 15 putting on the last hole. 15. It was 6, I think. You all you had to do was 5 putt. I know. 5 putt to tie me at least. 4 putt to win. And it's mini golf. It was the hole is right there. It got and like you, stuck. And you wedged the ball I in know. a corner. I know. <laughs> As soon as I did that, I was like, when I saw, okay, you went first and you did not do well. No, Your final I, I shot was really I good. I shit the bed. You shit the bed. Yeah. Adam wasn't very good either. And I'm like, oh my God, I actually have a shot to win this. Mm -hmm. And I completely choked. Completely choked. It's in your DNA, Leafs fan. It's, it, hey, hey, like as opposed, hey, <laughs> hey, man. You, so You're up 4-1. So, so, okay, here's the worst part of this. If you're watching this video and you're like, oh. He's got it in his hair. He's got it on his clothes. Think about after this was taken. First of all, as we're doing this and we're covered in 
all this disgusting crap and fish. Look no. at the recoil on the fucking wall behind you. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. There's oh, none yeah. behind Adam. There's none behind it. This guy spra- splattered my brains all over. Look at this. Here, go, go back, go back, go back. Go back? Go back like a second. You want to yeah. Watch it hit the wall. Wham! Wham! That's a car accident, except the car is a fish. I see. Don't break my nose. Are Look you at ready? this. Look at this. Uh, Should have made those putts. He's taunting me as he does it. Wham! Oh. Just oh. obliterates me. So this is on a street in Toronto. Duncan Street. Yeah. On Duncan. Nobody is looking. Well, no, because uh, no one in Toronto gives a fuck. Yeah, so at the time, but then a little bit of time passes, the seconds turn into minutes, and you're just covered in all this shit, all this fish-smelling shit. We didn't think it through. No, we didn't think it through at all. We didn't think about this at all. You took a quick little Uber home, I think, and Adam took a, like, you washed yourself off. Yeah. I had a a nearly two-hour drive home after that. So I... Luckily, we, had some we spare didn't clothes choose for you to live out in the boonies. Maybe if no, you won, the Ajax is not the boonies. Maybe if you just made a, a five putt, <laughs> oh, and it's a five putt to win, a five putt to win. Like that's the best part. Also, the hole is from like me to you. Okay, you five putted it too, or four putted it. No, I five putted, and then you had to five putt. You had to four putt to win. I had to five putt to tie. Yeah, yeah, and you couldn't even do that. I fucked up. I just He's fucked six up. Points. So I had to like, <laughs> I had to like take off my shoes in the car. I think really? I want to say I had a spare pair of shoes. Did you get sardines in your shoes? Yeah, because Jesse, it's on the wall behind me. Of that, course that it was on my funny. shoes. I didn't get any sardine in my shoe. I, so I just took off my shirt. So I'm like shirtless. Like it's a cold day in Toronto. Everyone's just like, yeah, this is normal. Me too, actually. I yeah. was there standing there shirtless in a bathing suit. So I'm like wiping it off myself as best I can. I'm trying to take off. I have like hockey equipment that I'm like, well, I got to wash this when I get home. I can't smell like fish <laughs> next time I play hockey. Um, and uh, what was the... Oh, yeah. So I th- throw my shirt in the dumpster. And this is the part that you guys missed and I kept forgetting to tell you. Mm. So once I was finally sufficiently not covered in fish smelling garbage anymore... We go back into the bar. They allowed us back in, surprisingly. Because your stuff was in there. And I went to push, uh, I went to put my head under the sink to get it all out of my hair. And I did, and I'm scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. And I go to pick my head back up, smacked it so fucking hard on the uh, hand dryer. Oh, no. Like, like there was a bruise for like a week. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. But didn't you blow uh, fish out of your nose when you got home, too? Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a shower when I got home, and I blew a pink chunk of fish now, out of my nose. Now, yeah. Drew's texting me uh, from behind the cameras. What about Jesse stealing Steve's glasses? What's that? Uh, oh, yeah, and you drove off with no, my way I was, home. I was helping you because I was holding your Fuck glasses you. after I pied you in the face. <laughs> and then I drove like, I don't know, 10 minutes away and I had to come swing all the way back and give you your glasses. Oh, was that tough? Was that a burden? It wasn't. <laughs> I felt bad. <laughs> no, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so the moral of the story is here is fuck your friends, but check that out because it is a fun No, the moral of the story is don't suck at mini golf oh, yeah. and you, no, you got to go get back. a pie in the face. Don't you got to watch the whole video because I really do fucking choke. <laughs> you were right ahead like the whole way. Uh, yeah. It was your game. You won the first hole. What was the guy was that easy. blew it at the British Open and he like John Vandeveld or something? Drew, you would know that. What's What's that? Uh, John Johan Valdeveld. That's definitely not anybody, but (laughs) I don't know his name. Yeah, John Valdeveld. 
Yeah, what it was Sean Vandeveld. He blew it. He blew the Masters thing, and he got in, or not the Masters. He blew the British Open. He had to get in the water, uh, like take his shoes and his socks off. You know where it's like bricked in their water features and stuff like that. It happened in the nineties. What is his name? John Vandeveld. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's from France. Anyway, it's one of the. It's nineteen ninety nine. You should check it out. It's one of the worst meltdowns wow. in uh sports in british history? In sports yeah. history how sports many times history? did that run on sports center top it ran 10 on meltdowns. the top 10 for 40 <laughs> fucking years afterwards along with merrick malik let me do it yeah. uh, hey uh okay so obviously if you're listening to this chances are the leafs are soon to be playing the bruins or maybe you're listening tomorrow and it's just after they've played the bruins just a quick question on the leafs i got two of them okay and it's for everybody on the panel let us know how it went if you, if you're yeah, watching. yeah, tell tell us in the compliment yeah. section. If you're watching it next week, let us know how the next week in the world. Went. Co- compliment, give us news. Compliment the Leafs in the compliment section. Um, <laughs> uh, if there's one thing that you need to know tonight, that you need answered tonight, when the Leafs take on the Bruins, when we're when you're watching Sportsnet Central or TSN Sports Center, to be even to both, um, tomorrow morning, and you're watching the highlights or we're watching Steve's LFR. What do you want to be saying about tonight's game? Because it does seem like the Leafs do have some stuff to play for. The Bruins have nothing to play for. No, the Bruins got a lot to play for. They're going for the modern-day record and wins in a season. Well, there you go. I think it matters to them. Yeah. I think it does. I think you're absolutely right. You get that close, you might as well. Yeah. So what do you What do you need to need? What do we need to see? Uh, I need to see. I, I know Jesse would like to see guys rested, but since that's not happening, I want to see Ooh. an extremely competitive game, ideally where the Leafs win. I mean, I want them to win every time. Um, but win or lose, it needs to be competitive. They can't get blown out. They can't look like uh, far and away the worst team. Um, this is, I want to say, their first night ever with Ryan O'Reilly as the third-line center. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to make excuses. It's almost like that seems like a lot to ask, like on account of he they haven't had this setup. There's five fucking games left. Like, you have no choice. You you have to gel right away. You have to be competitive. One, one of the things I didn't mention yesterday when we were talking about the uh, how interchangeable all, all the lines are, I forgot that I think Achari and O'Reilly played on the same line in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. So that's, that's a little more built in. And uh, I'm uh, curious to see who starts. Mm-hmm. I at the time, I, I don't know who's starting. Looks like well, uh, can start. Can't. Well, they Sam's not of can start. It doesn't look like Murray's gonna be back. That's what. No, Murray, I assume wouldn't be back. Like, do you do you rest Sammy? Do you? I was getting a bunch of tweets from people. There was like research done about like why you shouldn't play your starting goalie against like a team you're gonna play, but like they're also not gonna play the Bruins round one. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah, there's no Garrett. You can't plan for round two. You keep, no, we haven't seen that since 04. Yeah, there's no like, planning. Slow down. Yeah, what? <laughs> slow down just a little bit. Yeah, I hope to see you there, but uh, until then, like, fuck the lightning. And it's right? it's one of those. It's like I will cross that bridge. Yeah. When it when it comes down to it. so the next thing I want to ask you then, uh, Jesse, actually, do you want to answer that question? It would what do you be see? nice if the Toronto Maple Leafs played spoiler. Like it'd yeah. be cool. It'd be cool to see them go out tonight and and beat the Boston Bruins and kind of poo poo their coronation at the end of the year. So that the Boston yeah. Bruins, it's sixty two well, wins is the record, right? It's it's difficult to be as high in the standings as the Leafs are and play spoiler. 
Like, this is a really rare scenario. Yeah, yeah. Usually, spoilers reserved for the San Jose Sharks and Anaheim Ducks of the world. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Blackhawks uh, for real. Uh, so, the Boston Bruins got one, two, three, four, five games left. The modern day record of wins is uh, 62. Yeah. So, where are they at? They got 60. Oh, man. I mean, they're going to get it. They got to get three wins of their last five games. The Leafs can, if they go out tonight and they beat the They can make them sweat a little. They can make them sweat a little. Make them sweat. As as of these fucking Boston Bruins who pained us for the last 400 years of hockey, it'd be nice. You know what? You're absolutely right. It'd be nice. Just fuck them up a little bit. Yeah. Then then there's a little pressure. That is three of four. Yeah. I wonder. That's a good point. I wonder if teams almost hate regular season like team achievements like like okay you score 60 goals right like that was obviously important to the Leafs and important to the Oilers I imagine it's important to the Bruins because past is right there as well but team stuff like there were eight teams eliminated in the first round in 2019 I mean we know the Leafs were one of them because we're Leaf fans who's the other one you remember Tampa they won the President's Trophy and got fucking swept. Mm-hmm. They fucked it up. Columbus, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know how badly the Bruins care about this regular season thing. They might care a whole hell of a lot. I mean, it's an all-time record. But if you don't win the Cup, I mean, that's always going to be mentioned alongside the record. It's like Brady's perfect season. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He didn't get it. Yeah. C- correct me if I'm wrong, but the 62-win Red Wings didn't win the Cup. No, they no. lost in the conference finals to who? Drew? Colorado Avalanche. The team award is the championship. Yeah. Because right? North American sports has set it up to where the regular season champion doesn't really mean a heck of a lot. Like, it's no. a cool accomplishment. There's a trophy for it and everything. We acknowledge it, but you want to win the championship. But it, there's a little feather in your cap when you get these things, but it doesn't mean a heck of a lot to these players because they know deep down, like, hey, if we don't win the championship, it doesn't mean shit. Also, Here, I, I want to throw this fun... out. I want to throw this out there. Okay. If the Leafs win tonight. Yeah because they have a game in hand on Tampa, they will at worst tie them at the end of the season. And I don't know what their head-to-head record is because I think that's the next tie break. But know, regulation it, wins. Oh, is, is it regulation I, I believe, wins? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know what it would be then. But at very least, this almost guarantees them, almost guarantees them uh, home ice advantage in that first round. And something Drew brought up earlier, and he's like, why haven't you brought this up yet? And I was like, well, that's a good point. Here, before you bring that up, okay. can I just give a little homework? Oh, sorry, go. Because I feel like you're about to make a good oh, yeah, point sorry, yeah. I'm about to be a child. Okay. To prove that the regular season doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, Discord, here's your mission, or Twitter or whatever, draw the President's Trophy from memory. I know what it looks like. Yeah, I, I think like. I know what it looks yeah, I like, exactly but I think like. I might be picturing a different trophy. I know what it looks like from the NHL games, because I like going to the awards screen. And then you yeah. go through all the, all the awards. Like, well, oh, I mean, that guy won the Lady Bing, even though it doesn't really mean anything in the NHL video games. You, how do you determine you know, that? I, don't know I, still that like that. Like. I still like that. I still like that. No, here's the thing. I? I don't know. Toronto's got, <laughs> Toronto has something else to worry about other than Boston and Tampa, according to producer Drew. He's like, I don't, he's like, you guys thinking that you don't need to win any more games. I'm like, what do you mean? Like lock up home ice against Tampa? I'm like, I guess that, you know, I said, that's pretty important. Yeah. And he's like, no. You need to be thinking more further than that. I was like, okay. Galaxy Brain Drew over here. He's like, you need to be thinking about the Eastern Conference Final. I was like, what? And he's like, what happens if the New York Rangers make it to the Eastern Conference Final? That's... What happens if the New Jersey Devils 
make it to the Eastern Conference Final or the Carolina Hurricanes, who could easily do it. 109, 106, and 103. Don't you want to lock down home ice advantage throughout the playoffs? So, producer Drew, uh, that is the sort of thing that we simply have not thought of in a generation. Why would we like, need to? Literally in a generation. It's been 19 years. Why would we worry about that? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great point, but like... That was a consideration for you last year, I guess, because you're like, well, there's Colorado and there's Edmonton. And I think Colorado had home ice, right? Yeah, so. Drew seems pretty set that the Rangers are going to make it, too. That's I who he believes. They're a good team, man. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I agree. Just but like I just thought, I, I just thought the difference between the way a guy who's seen his team win the championship uh, acts versus us, mm-hmm. it's pretty <laughs> it's significant. I think there's a bit of a difference, you know, with Leafs' success and Colorado Avalanche. That's success. what I'm no, saying. They're yeah. identical. That just tells you where the bar is, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Our bar is on the floor. It is. It's where it should be. Yeah. Anyway. I mean... Do a little bunny hop over it, please, Leafs. Like, win four please, games. Please give me a second round. Please. My, I was talking to my father-in-law about that. And again, like he's a soccer fan first, Liverpool, and his son is Chelsea, and they go head-to-head. And like every year, their teams don't win a championship is a catastrophe. And I'm like, win a round, mm-hmm. quarter of the way. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. It'd be nice if the bar was that. What? Oh, win a championship? Yeah. Uh, even agree. even like the Raptors got to that point when when they kept losing in the Eastern Conference quarters or finals semis. or semis yeah. to LeBron a year after year after year. LeBron too. It was it was the Raptors were really good and like we expected them to get to that matchup versus LeBron wherever whether he was in Cleveland or Miami or wherever he wanted to be to destroy our hearts. Like the Raptors got to the point where we expected them to win two rounds, maybe win a round, then face LeBron. And then it wasn't enough. And they had to make another decision to push through that. And it'll be fun if the Leafs ever reach that point where it's consistent. Hey, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're in the Eastern Conference Semifinals. And like now we need to push the Stanley Cup final. What I love about the Raptors championship run in retrospect is like, it's like, man, if only we could not play LeBron in the playoffs, have a, have a better player to pair up with Kyle Lowry and somehow, oh, we'd have to play Kevin Durant and Clay, uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. If one of those guys could get, go down with a season engine injury, that'd be super cool. And like, that's all the things that went yep. right for them to win. No, but and, you that's won. Why it, and that's why it doesn't count. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, but I mean, count. you know, it's, fu- it's funny yeah. what can happen, and, right? And don't forget the miracle shot along oh, the way. Which you were there for. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget a bounce, 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 and then in the rim. And, and then and Joel Embiid's tears. And then being down 2 nothing to mil- the best oh, player the in the world right now in Giannis. Yeah. Like, How did they the come thing. back in that series? Drake. Oh, unreal. Drake. I was there dude I was up in the nosebleeds and I'm looking at this little speck running around the court and I'm just like he's on the court right now now hasn't he been kicked out of this game he did it not the players he did it he did it I'm convinced he's why Giannis uh, fouled out Mm -hmm. I don't know if Drake had anything to do with Siakam missing those two free throws to force overtime but (laughs) we were all there and just like (laughs) but we all knew we were essentially at an elimination game yeah right you get on 3-0 it's over yeah yeah. so like that really drove it home Mm -hmm. like when he missed those two shots we're all like oh fuck and they Mm -hmm. end up they end up winning the thing um did you get your playoff tickets yet They come in for the Leafs. Do they come in? Yeah. You, you guys are gonna hate. I'm going to a game this Saturday with Jesse. Just so you know. Yeah, he invited me to his seats. Shut up. No, I didn't. <laughs> he did. We're going to a game on Saturday. Yeah, because he invided me to the seats. I didn't invite him to the seats. Adam, how much did you pay? We for were these offered tickets? the seats. How much did you pay for the? T- we were offered the seats, Jesse. 
How we about? were offered the seats, yeah, Jesse. Zero I didn't dollars. pay for the seats. We were offered yeah, the seats. Zero dollars. Don't you? Don't you? Big ol' smack of zero. I've been to two games this season, and I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't even remember what they were. I'm going to two games you this week. You went to Colorado. <laughs> Colorado for sure. Wild. Two games this week. <laughs> Are you fucked? I, I, and I didn't go to the Colorado one with you guys. Well, I went. No, no. The Menage, the, the No, the game. I went to the game last week. I went to the game last week. So it's two games in two weeks. Yeah. It was last Saturday. Was it? it was, I went it was on a last Wednesday. It was oh, last okay. Wednesday. Yeah, so it wouldn't be two and seven. And, and they lost. <laughs> I know yeah. you should beat me up. I told you, man. During the pandemic, I said if I ever shirt. get the chance to go to a Leafs game again, I'm never turning it down. And in fact, I broke my own code by not going to the Avs game mm-hmm. with you guys. Yeah. Um. Too bad you know, like that would have been that was your only opportunity. I know. What did you <laughs> yeah. never come I mean, did around they, again? Did Leafs win that game? What you, I don't even remember. Oh, the Rangers when Marner scored that overtime winner. Sorry, because I got I, you I, the jersey. Yes. Yeah. I finally remember. Yeah. There it is. There it is. I went with Mike Schmidt. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let me ask you this. Would you, if you definitely bought, okay, let's say you you bought a pre-construction home or a pre-construction condo, okay? <laughs> what does that mean? So pre-construction home, pre-construction condo, like as in they it's have just a to, hole in the ground. It's well, yeah, it's not even a hole in the ground. They, it's pre-construction. They haven't even dug the hole. Oh, so okay. it's pre-built, but you're buying it on spec, and the company says it's gonna be look, it's gonna look like this. So let's say you let's say you did this. I'm not even gonna ask you if you would or not because there's who cares. There's a condo at the top of my street that's been building for like seven years. I know somebody that bought a pre-construction seven condo. Seven years. What's the rush? And there and they bought it before 2009 and that crash. Yeah. And then the company went under and they lost their deposit. I hear about that all the that time. That can happen. Yeah. Yeah, that can totally happen. If they just can't finish it, then you're just fucked. Yeah. There was a hole behind my condo or condo my apartment in. Uh, in um, uh, Calgary that was dug right before the crash and Calgary got hit pretty hard and it was just a hole in the ground. And it and so whenever I drove into the garage, you'd just drive by this gigantic hole that was fenced off. Wow. And part of our building had, the face of the building was falling into the hole. So they had to fix the whole side <laughs> of the building because the, because the ground was sinking around it. Nobody filled in the fucking hole. And that's Toronto. So that hole is no, $4 million. It was Calgary. Calgary. It was Calgary. Oh, Calgary. So it was $1 million. And it's Calgary. So it's just a big hole. Yeah, they made it of dinosaur bones. Yeah, made of dinosaur bones and oil. So Adam, Um, we're buying a pre-construction house. So you bought you bought you bought one. Okay, we already did. Yeah, okay. But Jesse and Steve, who are roommates and and also business partners, you guys are living together. Okay, life partners, and you guys want to move into this pre-construction, but you 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 can't do it yet. Obviously, yeah, it's not built. So so knowing that you're going to move into this pre-construction, you stop paying your taxes and your rent at your current place. Mm. So legal. So they don't like that. So they kick you out. Mm. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Understandable on account of illegal. So then you move to, so let's say you got a two bedroom place. Then you find a, a place that's a bachelor apartment. Okay. You move to the bachelor apartment together because you're like, I'll only be here until the new place is built and it's going to be huge and amazing. And it's inconvenient because you're moving into an apartment where they're filming a popular reality show. Sure. (laughs) I don't know why you went there. (laughs) Bachelor apartment. No, it's bachelor's. Oh, that was good. Wait, what? Like the 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 bachelor? There you go. Okay. It's it's very good. So you move to a bachelor apartment together and then you find out and then you find out that your (laughs) pre-construction may not even get built what how do you feel about it oh man uh, it's, that's so precarious it's a bit of a spot you're in right Dude, you're in such a pickle now 
I don't care how many Coyotes, supporters, media, ownership tell me that things are going well in Tempe and Phoenix. They're not. So if, you, if you're catching up from last episode, and a lot of this stuff is above my head, I am not a real estate legal expert in the state of Arizona. But the city council for Phoenix is suing Tempe. They're say, and they're suing the company that is helping the Coyotes build their next arena. There's going to be an entertainment district. There's going to be a casino license, sports gambling license, the whole thing. And there was supposed to be multi-residential units going in. Now, Phoenix City Council doesn't want that going in because of something to do with the airport. And I don't know if it's going to be noise complaints or space or jobs or whatever it is. Whatever it is, they don't want it going in. So they're suing Tempe. Yesterday, we got, uh, <laughs> we got a countersue argument. So the Arizona Coyotes have filed a $2.3 billion claim against the city of Phoenix over the arena. The Coyotes uh, and the firm hired to, to help build it, which is Sky, uh, it's a new arena project near Sky Harbor International Airport, filed a $2.3 billion notice of claim against the city of Phoenix Wednesday for alleged breach of contract. The claim, a precursor to a lawsuit, was filed along with the Bluebird Development Corporation, and it's seeking damages from Phoenix for their legal filing by the city March 27th, which is the last time we talked about this. Phoenix asked in its legal filing uh, to rescind Tempe's recent zoning and land use changes, along with uh, prohibiting future residential considerations in an FAA uh, incompatible residential development area, because obviously noise and all the other things that, you know, why you shouldn't have airplanes and houses nearby. Yeah, I see somebody's been reading stpn.ca where you can find this story oh. on the Coyotes filing yes. a $2.3 billion Ooh. claim. Yeah, there it is. Drew, there. Shameless oh, plug. Wow. But I what guess I, that's where so this story good. exists. Wow. Here's what I like, though. I want, you to, I want to read this to you because I don't fully get it. But I, it, does read, it does read very Arizona. Mm. The Arizona Coyotes and its development arm, Bluebird Development, have had enough of Phoenix's bullying bureaucrats. <laughs> Whoa. Is Maricopa County mentioned? Uh, well, hold on. Let's get to it. As a Canadian who has to consume American television, I have heard Maricopa County so many times. And now the city of Phoenix is facing a $2.3 billion claim after it broke its word and decided to undermine a plan to convert a hazardous, unlined Tempe-owned uh, landfill into a new sports and entertainment district next to Tampa Town Lake. On March 27th, Sky Harbor unexpectedly filed a complaint against the city of Tempe, claiming the Tempe International District plan could not include previously approved multifamily houses because of noise issues. Oddly, both cities have agreed for decades that multifamily housing was permitted in the airport flight paths as long as the apartments were designed to minimize noise. Indeed, Tempe's decision to move forward was based in part on assurances by, uh, from Sky Harbor not to interfere. On November 29th, Sky Harbor's Chad Makowski. Mavowski, I don't know. That feels like a made-up name. For told so City, Tempe City Council, a positive and productive relationship between Tempe, Sky Harbor, and the city of Phoenix has been and continues to be incredibly important to us. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And basically, um, the claim goes on to say that Phoenix appears motivated by spite and ill will. Mm. For the purpose of stonewalling development of the Tempe Entertainment District. I guess perhaps what they're suggesting is that Tempe would be a more fun place to be than maybe the city of Phoenix, which is next door. And maybe they don't want this going in and they don't want people living nearby, which would support it. 
And so here's my question to Jesse and Steve, who now live in a bachelor apartment, when they used to live in a, in a two-bedroom condo, hearing all this mm-hmm. and waiting for your house to be built, how are you feeling right now? Can I be totally honest? Sure. When I go to bed at night, I feel things. I feel, oh, this is so nice that I'm lying in my bed and I think about the next day and sometimes I'll have a stressed emotion about the next day or a happy emotion about the next day. And when I wake up, I think of all the new possibilities. I think of what I'm going to do first. And I think about my morning routine and I, and I think about the smell of coffee and how that makes me feel. Doesn't the smell of coffee make you feel? It's a nice morning smell. Yeah. I like that and some fresh, like fresh wind in the summer. You open the blinds and it's sunny. Oh, what do you feel? Oh, joy. You open the blinds and it's rainy. How do you feel? I still feel a little bit of joy. Yeah? I like rain. I like a little rain. Yeah, I do. Yeah. A little, a little rain, sir. But, but several days of gray in a row, yeah. I feel a little bit of dread. You hit traffic. How do you feel? Oh, frustrated. Yeah. You have a clear road ahead of you. How do you feel? Oh, fantastic. Open. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, your food's a little cold. How do you feel? A little dis- disappointed, honestly. It's hot and delicious. How do you feel? I feel like life is perfect and I could do this forever. Adam, you read excerpts of that story mm-hmm. I felt nothing I do not fucking care I am so sick of talking about the Arizona fuck offing coyotes and their and their court battles I'm like I would I would love it if the main story about the coyotes is Clayton Keller that's a good player. It is a good player, but he's already there. Hmm. Um, so that's fine. He's already there and he's under contract. If they get Connor Bedard, what an actual genuine disaster for hockey. Um, or maybe it saves it. I don't know. All I know is until the team has these things solved and are worth talking about... <laughs> But don't Do you think not, it's interesting no. that they fucked up their their relationship mm-hmm. with Gila, Gila River and had to move mm-hmm. and are now in a, an arena that they're saying, we're in here max three years. We are a year into those three years. Not a single shovel has been put to earth as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And... Even if it has, how long before this this drags its ass through the courts? Because they're not going to be able to finish these buildings and use them. And, and then, here's mm. the thing. What if the entire plan, the arena gets built, but then the entire plan gets fucked up? There's no entertainment district, even though there will be. Mm-hmm. There's no multi, multi-residential multi you know, buildings nearby, which is the whole point to support the entertainment district. Even if the entertain, entertainment district gets built around the arena, you need people to go. Mm-hmm. I feel nothing. You're you're telling me things that I know are interesting. Adam, I know they're interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't they're not registering sadness. They're not registering happiness. They're not registering interest. It doesn't spark joy. It doesn't spark joy. It doesn't spark anything though. Like it doesn't I'm not feeling anything positively or negatively. I do not fucking care about this team. But here's where it's gonna matter. Here's where it is gonna matter. Hockey related revenue. I d- d- the I know you're bored by it, but the reality is the PA and the owners might actually agree on something here, which yeah. is the Coyotes are a drag on both the owner's profit. They're a drag on the owner's profit, and they're a drag on 
what teams are able to spend on players, which the PA gets pissed off about. If you include the Coyotes in the 32-team revenue-sharing plan right now, they are taking more than their fair share because of their own fuck-ups. Did you hear that? Yeah. That was that was a, a heartbeat. You you made me feel something. This right? is going to be... A, you, if this continues, this is a big problem. How long do they want to stay in arena that really an AHL team wouldn't even take? It's a radio shack. It's a radio shack. Like by NHL standards. It's, it's, it's super cool that the atmosphere is good there. Now. No, it's not. Hold on, hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I hold do on. not care about Here's, that fucking tiny but, building. But listen to me here. Listen yeah. to me here. For those that always want to go positive on this, let me say this to you. It's great that it's great now. I'm asking you what it's going to be like in November of year four. I'm not asking in you anything. In March of year five. I don't care. At Mullet Arena. I don't fucking care what it looks like. I know you don't care, but, what, but because there's always people ragging on us like, how come you guys are always so negative about it? I don't know. I'm trying to look for the positive here, mm-hmm. and I'm not a residential lawyer. I don't know anything about yeah. uh, about that kind of real estate development, but I can read some articles, and it doesn't look good, guys. Uh, here, this is not a good look. Well, here, anyone who says that, I'll meet you in the middle. I don't feel anything. The the NHL has thirty one teams. Jesse, what about you? <laughs> I, I you read a lot of stuff, and I'm not really sure I know what it means. Like I don't. They're know. suing. City of Phoenix is suing them. They're suing back. Yes, but I don't know if that means that they won't get an arena, that they'll have to stick in in uh, ASU for however long. I'm not sure. Like maybe this is something that just finds its way to the back burner eventually. It will and because it, it's a back burner team. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean in terms of like it doesn't back hold burner up franchise anything. There's also there's like a vote going on with the city. Like I know because it's not fully support. It's not done yet. Yeah. Like the people who where they're trying to build the new arena. I know like the people the residents there get a chance to like vote on the issue. I don't know like if that's going to help or help this situation, you know, if From what if I've read vote. it will likely pass cuz it's a fucking landfill. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so like I don't know if if that vote happens and then all of a sudden they're building and that's fine. So I'm just I just feel like I'm not really sure where they're going to go from here. I'm just kind of playing the waiting game, wait and see. When I worked at CBC, I had to cut highlights for all different sports and all different stories. So I would do all the hockey games and I would do all the baseball games and I would do all the soccer games. One time I did volleyball. That's cool. Honest to God, volleyball. And there was one night where there was a city council meeting in, I think it was Glendale, and I had to cut clips from that. Mm-hmm. That was over a decade ago. I do not f- fucking care. Will there be a team on the ice, yes or no? Yes. Okay, great. And they're like, not that's, moving. That's all I give a shit Take like the moving. The take the coyotes moving off the table. They're not moving. They're not moving. See, that's, that's that is not going to happen. So if they're not moving, then it's mute. Yeah, but we know? made peace with that so long ago. Yeah, like they are going to keep this team alive, whether they like it or not. Yeah. So here's like, what we got. I'm going to give you the history uh, from the articles at SDPN.ca. Franchise. Uh, the franchise shared America West Arena with the Phoenix Suns after relocating from Winnipeg in 96. They moved to Glendale in 2003 at Gila River. Uh, former owner Jerry Moyes took the Coyotes into bankruptcy in 09. And Canadian Blackberry billionaire Jim Bosilli put in a bid to purchase the team with the intention of moving them to Hamilton. The yeah. NHL, which wanted to keep the team in Arizona, put in a counter bid, and a Phoenix judge ruled that the team could not be sold to Jim Bosilli 
to circumvent the NHL's relocation rule. So basically, the NHL bid against itself. Yeah. Bid no, against a, a Jim, guy with actual money. If you live through that, Jim Balsillie went through that the complete wrong way you should do it. Sure. He made a public show of the NHL and was like, I'm moving this team yes. to Hamilton and got, was there and was like, this team's coming there. And you don't show up people where you're trying to do business with. Right. Like, the NHL, was especially asshole. in Hungary. He was an asshole in that like situation. That. Yes. Yeah. And he was also an asshole about the Penguins, too, because he thought oh, he had yeah. them, too. Yeah. The NHL ran the Coyotes for four seasons and the financial constraints associated with that took a toll, leading to a seven year playoff drought. New ownership group brought in in 2013. With new hope, but turmoil surfaced again in 2015 when the city of Glendale backed out of a long-term lease, which was a multi-million dollar agreement. The Coyotes then leased Gila River Arena uh, on an annual basis until Glendale announced it was terminating the deal last year or two years ago. No, it was last year. Um, anyway, so the the mullet with capacity of 5,000 is the smallest home in the NHL. Now the Coyotes have a fight on their hands to find a permanent home, and that is directly from the Associated Press, guys. I... So I'm just I, I want you to be aware that this is like this is the equivalent of you guys leaving your house because you didn't pay the rent before your new house is done and having to move into a bachelor apartment. And then the developer says, I don't know if we can even build this. So, OK, let's pretend everything goes great. Yeah. yeah. When's this building? When's this building going to be operational? I, well, I mean, it takes four years? minimum 24 months to put one of those together. Like I think then the Raiders get theirs done in 24 months. But they had like like in Vegas, but they had a good oh, plan. Right, and Vegas right. City Council's like, yeah, whatever you want to do, spend money, yeah, great. Everything's different in Vegas. Like, right. How many that. years from now? Three? I would say minimum. Let's say I would it's say minimum. the minimum. Let's say it's three. The Coyotes have been in Arizona for 25 years now. By the time they get this building, it's 28. They will have been a net negative for 28 years. Let's pretend from the moment they move into that building, they're a positive, which is unlikely. But they're a positive from the moment. Like Vegas. Yes. Like the Golden mm -hmm. Knights were. So what's three years from now? 2026? Yeah, yeah. What's 28 years from 2026? That would be <laughs> four, thir 56? Yeah. 2056 is the year the Coyotes break even as a franchise in terms of relevance and yeah. just... Contributing being... positivity. How old are we going to be in, tw in 2056? Fucking old, man. That's why I don't fucking care about this fucking team die or don't uh, court battles you sound like scrooge if he's oh! gonna die he better do it so last <laughs> night yeah, on the second night of a back-to-back -back, jacob markstrom stood on his head great who cares what do you mean who fucking cares sick fantastic you know what I'm i care you know because the flames play in a building that's old and shitty and nhl quality at minimum Bare fucking minimum. And they're not going to build a new one and then play in like a bus station for three or four years and tell me it's fucking awesome that they're playing in a bus station. Oh, we could have so many cool events around the flames playing in a fucking bus station. And then they move into the new one. And we pretend like the bus station never happened. Well, I just made you care about it. If you didn't do, care, you, know you what? Do we get to You're talk gifted. about... Thank you. Do we get to talk about Flames Jets? No. Fuck the Flames. No, I'm kidding. Of course we do. They're don't. not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about with them? It was a, it Why was do you want to get to this game. so bad? 
Because because they pulled they tied the the Jets for the last playoff spot, and now we actually have a battle with three games left in the year. It's going to be good. Uh, the the Jets the Jets can take care of business. Like they still hold their destiny. The loss wasn't um, crippling for them, but the Flames. Tough. After the horrendous showing in in uh, versus Chicago, you know it was three games and four nights for the Flames. They show up to the most important one. They beat the Jets because their season was on the line. You lose that game, and for the Jets, you have an opportunity there to just cement a playoff spot. Yes, you win that game. It's not you don't get the X next to your name, but you pretty much get that X next to your name. And it was a dud because Markstrom became the goalie that everybody was like, where did that goalie go? He's done that a bunch of times over the last month, month and a half. The goal support has not been there at all. Mm -hmm. Yep. And last night they got it out of uh, just the weirdest characters. You know, the uh, doer scored his seventh goal of the year, I believe. on on, like How many one-handed goals did Kadri score? Um, No, I got to look. Yeah, uh, that was the game winner. Um, But yeah, Marsham shows up and it's like, okay, is he back? Is he doing his thing? Yeah, I saw the Zadorov goal. That was cool. Yeah. By the way, he's had eleven. Yeah. Nikita Zadorov. Oh yeah. The Avs fans are like, where did where why? Drew? <laughs> he's shaking his head. Uh you know what's wild? It's not good enough. He's shaking his head. Uh and like the the win was I think technically a comeback win because uh, Winnipeg opened the scoring. Yes, it is. You it know, is. And, and you're on the road in that building, down one nothing early, and to muster up the strength through their depth scoring really is what happened. The stars didn't really show up for Calgary, which has been the story all year. Um, and they they get that very important. Well, win. this is a Sutter win. It's the non-stars that win yeah. or the non-stars that score. And he he just mm-hmm. he is a happy man. He goes home and he's like, "Fucking right, screw the stars. I hate them." There was. Uh, I I also want to say this. Uh, um, I feel a lot more for this game than I do for the entire Coyote situation. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and I do appreciate you re-engaging us in hockey, Jesse, because it's... Uh, I, I We have to talk about the Coyote thing. It has to come up. Yes. No, I don't. 100%. But I much prefer talking about... What are we talking about here, Jesse? We're talking about a... A game. Playoff race. A yeah. playoff race. Yeah. Every game is game seven for them. I think that's who... I think Sutter was saying that, or Rick Bonas, the head coach, was describing that. But Whichever yeah. bad coach you're talking to. Yeah. I don't so, mean... I don't want to talk about the Coyotes ever again. Like, But, like, I want to talk about games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, this guy's suing. I don't... I do not care. Mm-hmm. Cannot force myself. There isn't a drug you could give me that could get me to care. There was an instance that uh, they are writing about in The Athletic that happened uh, directly before a goal where Rick Bonus he started uh, Shifley in the D zone with about like seven seconds left on the PK. Ooh. So Bonus Bonus tries to like, he's playing the game here. He's like, okay, we're going to kill this off and we're going to have our, our offensive forwards out there. And they don't win the, they don't win the draw. A couple seconds later, it's in the back of the net. It, it is not to say that, like, hey, Rick Bonus cost them in this situation. Mark Shively can't be out there playing a, a D zone draw, but th- that taking those chances in these games, maybe play it a little safer. Uh, but like, even if you win that face off and you get possession of the puck, there's no guarantee you're going to be able to get that line change and get, and get that personnel over the boards. You want to know how spicy the Western uh, playoff picture is, by the way? So let's say Winnipeg loses. All the remaining games. Mm-hmm. Calgary, in that instance, would still not control their own destiny. 
if Nashville wins their games in hand, they pass Calgary. <laughs> That's good. Ooh, Isn't that that's wild? Good stuff. Ooh. Isn't that what? Not not to mention, not only would Nashville uh, um, uh, pass Calgary, they already, despite the fact that they're three points behind Calgary, have more wins. Mm-hmm. Nashville has 39. Calgary only has 37. They've lost 15 games in overtime or the shootout. It's amazing. There's every stat you look at for Calgary says they're just unlucky. And you watch their games and you're like, but no, but no. No. You're lying. I They're the, easily the most confusing team in the league right now. I think. What about the we're trying really hard despite the fact that we hate our coach meter stat? I think that that is a big deal. Yep. I think that's a big deal. When you hate your boss, work becomes really hard. Mm-hmm. And especially work at a high level. Like that is that's the thing. I, to me it's such it's such an easy choice. They have so much talent on that team. Just make a change. You don't think it's a little more difficult to get up for a game when Absolutely. you don't want to go play for the guy who's behind the bench? Yeah, imagine because you, you start to hate. It's not just that you, you don't like them or their style. You start to hate little things about them. Like you hate the way they eat or the way their breath <laughs> smells or the way they sent their sentence structure. You start to hate, you know, like you start to pick them apart. It's like a human thing that people do, right? And it's sort of like, mm. you know, and you just kind of like, it's not fair to the person that you don't like, but you're like, I got to get out of here because I'm becoming toxic. Yeah, but they need that second wild card because they could easily like, they could, or no, sorry, the top wild card because they could easily beat the abs, right? So Drew's just laughing. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, fuck you. Um, no, by the way, I want to I <laughs> shout a couple names out. First off, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 100 yep. points. Mm-hmm. Man, 12 years after he was drafted. Pretty cool. First overall. Um, Isn't that unreal? Now, here's my question to you. Maybe don't give up on guys. Wait, sorry. <laughs> real quick it. stat. Stop what? it. I don't, don't know. Don't give Ta- up on guys. Taylor Did Hall. Who gave up on Ryan Nugent Hopkins? No one gave up on Edmonton Ryan Nugent. Edmonton was eight seconds away from trading uh, Mr. Nuge just as they traded Taylor Hall. So, it's funny. There was a stat. Longest NHL career before they hit 100 points. Hmm. Do you know who holds the record? Steve Dangle. Yeah. No who? <laughs> no. So Stamkos uh, had a long one, like mm-hmm. a long time before uh, he hit 100 uh, points. Gordy Howe. What? 23 oh. seasons into his career. Well, and that's probably because they were only playing like 60 games back in the 60s, right? They weren't playing that much. That's a wild stat. Yeah, but he. the fact, <laughs> no one plays 23 seasons. Yeah. The weirdest thing is that, and this is how goofy the Oilers are this year. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has never Steve, had a, a crazy stuff. He's never yeah. had Ryan Nugent Hopkins has never had 70 points. Man. Okay, so one thing that we do have to talk about is like I feel like it's a little understated that offense is just wildly up league. Well, and yes. this is why I want to get into. This is why I want to bring this up. So before I was rudely interrupted by your shitty stat. I'm kidding. No. Um, I wanted to give you one. How many points? And stay off the Oilers' pages, please. I'm on Nuja's DB. Okay. How many points does Zach Hyman currently have? Mm. Leaf fans, you're going to love this. 87. 83. You guys are both over. It's 81. 35 oh. goals. I had him on my fantasy team all year. I know he's putting up numbers. Big numbers. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that, again, Zach Hyman. Oh, that's Nuja. Yeah. Zach Hyman has never scored over 60 points in a year. This is how goofy the Oilers are. Man, both him him and Nuge, we looked at their contract extensions. 
and we said, okay, the the term on both of those is kind of a bit spooky. I don't know. And they both look just totally fine. Yeah. Now maybe that has something to do with playing with two of the best yep. offensive players in the league. who continually get better somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing. Well, because they're hitting their prime as scoring is hitting its peak league wide. And this is what it's I want to tell you. Absolutely perfect. The NHL is averaging 6.4 goals per game this year. The highest total at this stage in 29 years. The last time wow. it was this close was 93 94, where it was six and a half, 6.5. Wow. We're at early 90s scoring. Yeah. Which is when the NHL was like actually successful. 42% yeah! of all Imagine. games won uh, are uh, teams that rallied from a deficit to earn victory. That means there's been 42% of all games are comeback games. 42% all wow. win one games. Uh, 140 multi-goal comeback wins. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you're coming back from two or more. Yeah. Do you have the save percentage on there? No. League average save percentage is like 904. Great. Yeah. Because it was it sucked when it was like Kip- Kiprasov was at the top with like a 935 or whatever it used to be. It was like 910. I don't know yeah. who to give credit to in this situation because I know it's not Gary. But the on-ice product this season has been fantastic from a scoring perspective and yeah. just an entertainment value and like all the comebacks. It's, the players. it's been it's been great. Uh, it's the seven players. players have reached a hundred points. Six of those players on teams that have already clinched a playoff spot. Can you name the seven players that already have a hundred points this year in the NHL? We just gave you one with Nuge. McDavid, Drysaddle, Nuge, Kucherov, mm-hmm. McKinnon. Actually, there's eight now. Excuse me. There's Kucherov, eight players. Kucherov, McKinnon. Yeah. Uh, are... McKinnon does. Yep, he missed some time. Yeah, so he I just hit sure. it last week. Yeah. Uh, pasta. Yep. And there's one more. Yep. Oh, we're just missing one. Oh wow, nice. Jason Robertson. That's right. Ah, nice. Actually, there is one more after that because there was eight. This article is a little out of date because it didn't include <laughs> the last one. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I'm just double checking this. You're missing one more person. There's oh, yeah? eight guys currently. Hmm. Remember. All the guys you named are in teams that have already clinched a playoff spot. Let's talk about the guy that isn't. Uh, 100 points on a non-playoff or non-clinching team so far. I know Eric was on pace, but he didn't hit it yet. No. Mr. Lindros? Mr. Carlson. Yeah. I feel like it'd be more relevant if there was a defenseman who had 100 points on a non-playoff. Remember because Yossi was going so hard last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was close, man. It's close. Carlson's injured now, so... Um, Marner's not there yet. Nope. Oh, and it's a non-playoff This is somebody team. who's there. They have 103 points. Non-playoff team. As of this morning, anyway. So nobody... I'm just running through the teams. Tage Thompson. Nope. Oh! Nobody good on. guess, though. Good I guess. felt like that was a really good guess. Shoot. It doesn't mean that they won't make the playoffs. It's that they haven't clinched yet. Someone on the Jets? So no. I'm thinking Penguins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Preds. You're in the right conference with the Penguins. Penguins, Islanders, um, Florida. Horvat? Nope. No. Not Horvat. No, no. Oh, Matthew Kachuk. Thank you. Ah, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, the NHL is on pace for it to have 10 plus players reach 100 points for the first time since 95, 96. Wow. Um, <laughs> five teams that currently hold a place, postseason spot did not compete. For the playoffs last year, name them. So five teams that are in a playoff spot. Yeah, they uh, currently hold a playoff spot as of this article. So one of them's unfair because it's Winnipeg, and I'm not sure if they're. So what Cal- is, is Calgary's five ahead of Winnipeg? Teams. Yeah, five teams at the writing of this article, which yeah. was yesterday. I'm going to take Winnipeg out of it. Five teams 
currently hold a playoff spot. Yeah. They're not clinched. Currently hold a playoff spot that did not compete in the 2022 playoffs. So, so, so Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Seattle, Win- New Jersey, yeah, Vegas, Vegas, yeah. And this one was a surprise that, when they missed last year. That's it for uh, Islanders. That's right. They got it. They got oh, that's it. it. That's yeah. it. That's the, uh, the Devils <laughs> and Kraken are two teams that have gone up over 30 points in the standings. The Devils plus 43 over last year. The Kraken plus 34. See, the Sens can do it. You keep saying they can. Just can't. because they the can. Devils can, can doesn't mean the Sens can. Oh, what? It's fine. They're not as good. (laughs) That's what it Uh, is. You can do it. You can do it. That's the quote sense fans love throwing Uh, at you, Adam. Well, listen, do it then. And then fucking simply do it. And you've been right about it. Yeah. Did you know they had Cam Talbot? (laughs) I'm sure that they're aware of it. They do. Uh, (laughs) I get tweeted it every day. Stop it. Remember I said it was a bad trade, and it was. Here's a question. Um, The Caps are missing the playoffs this year for the first time after eight years in a mm-hmm. row in the playoffs and a cup. Mm-hmm. The Leafs are seven years, by the way, in a row, no cup. Um, how do we feel about the Washington Capitals? Is this the end of sort of, I don't know, I, I, you can't call it a dynasty, but no. is this the end of the run? No. Or are they going to be back next year? Look no. at the contract situation. Like This is going to be an easy retool in the offseason. You just keep going for it. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have John Carlson for a long time. Tom Wilson missed time. Tom Wilson sure missed did. time. Kuzi missed time. Kuzi missed time. Ovechkin missed a little bit of time for his father. Um, yeah, just a lot of things went wrong for them. They didn't have Sandine all stinks. season. They didn't have Sandine all season. That's the key ah, right there. You mean yeah. future Norris winner, Rasmus Sandine? Yeah, three-time Norris winner. Is he going to come back? Is he going to be just a good defenseman? Or is he going to come back and haunt haunt us like the Leafs with Kenny Johnson in the 90s? Uh, I mean, Carter well, Verhage. Oh, God. Well, that was a trip. Well, <laughs> Whenever somebody comes at me with that, I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. He was five years before he played an NHL game. I the, Although, out of the five that they lost in that deal, I was like, ooh, Verhage. I didn't know he'd be this good. 40 Nobody goal scorers. Did. I don't think Nobody he knew he'd did. be that good. If you knew, you would have traded for him. Right. right. That's the thing. That's oh, like, he's going to score 40 goals in five years? Okay, I'll just leave him in the minors till then. That's like cool. a six-round draft pick, and they credit the organization being like, oh, they Third. knew. Carter Bragg like, is a high draft pick. No, but I'm saying this is like a six-round oh. draft pick when they credit the organization and be like, oh, look, yeah. at they're so smart. No, that team passed on him five yeah. times. Yeah. Zatsug, Zetterberg, <laughs> we knew. Yeah. No, you passed on No, you did yeah. not. Shut up. Uh, with the caps, like I, I don't think it's going to be a, a hard to bounce back next year. Like they have, I'm trying to get the cap friendly up here. Where are caps? Uh, uh, uh. Washington, Washington. Steve, help me here. Oh, there they Wait, are. Oh, they're way up at the top. All right. So with their cap space, um, they have everybody locked up. It's Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kunetsov, Oshi, uh, Mantha, Tom Wilson, John Carlson. Uh, Sandine, like that whole core I just listed, coming back next year. And unlike the Penguins, because it's possible Sid and Ovi both miss this year, which would be wild. Um, I actually kind of like the crop of young guys that the Caps have. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're the sort of team who can sort of uh, transfer duties to the younger guys as needed. Yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? Connor McMichael is friggin' ridiculous. He's mm-hmm. the he's the best Connor Mick in the league. Yeah. Oh, easily. Easily, easily. the best. Easily. Um, I name a name a better one. <laughs> the uh, Dylan Strome contract in next year makes five million dollars. Like, there's your new future 
you know, number one center. He's when, part of it. When the old guys move on. Uh, I don't know if you... Uh, currently... <laughs> number one center is the Number problem, two, then. Currently... Two... Okay. These are the bottom five teams in the NHL currently. Okay? And I'll do it... You know what? I'll do it by points percentage, so that way it's a little bit more accurate. Is that okay? Good shit. Okay. So the bottom five teams in the NHL currently are the Montreal Canadiens, the San Jose Sharks, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. Remove Connor McDavid, or Connor McDavid, Connor Bedard from the situation, and Connor McMichael for that instance. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter. Like, take Connor Bedard out. Of those five teams, who is most likely to bounce back the quickest? So, who are the teams? Again? Montreal Canadiens, San Jose Sharks, Chicago Blackhawks, Columbus Blue Jackets, and Anaheim Ducks. Montreal, mm-hmm. like easily, no hesitation. They, the core is already there. They shouldn't be as bad as they are. Injuries. Yeah, there's no yeah. one playing for them anymore. They also, I think they, nothing against Jake Allen, but I think it's time for them to get a really good goaltender. Well, I mean, yeah, Montembeau's done the best he can, and Allen missed a ton of time. And I mean, I don't think there will be a shortage of goaltenders who want to play behind what the Habs have. Right. I do not think that'll be a problem. And, like, don't forget... Uh, like even if they don't get Bedard, like they they could trade their first, their their future would still be extremely bright. But they're not going to. They're going to get Bedard or Fantilli or Mitchkov or any of those guys. That they're, they're going to be real good, real quick. Might not be next season, but I think they're going to be real good, real quick. Question for you both: Of those five teams, Montreal, San Jose, Chicago, Columbus. Anaheim. Which one do you want to see get the first overall pick? The most. Just and it and it can be just because reasons. It can be your own reasons. Doesn't have to be for the good of the game. Doesn't have to be because of this or that. Your own reasons. Where do you want to see Connor Bedard next year? Any of those teams except for Columbus or Montreal? Because they're Eastern Conference teams? Yes. Okay. Jesse I mean, Blake. Those are my selfish reasons, but if I, I be mean, selfish, even That's getting the point. to watch Bedard play that much, like you know, it's the Raptors all those series against LeBron. Uh, you want to beat LeBron. You watch LeBron to see him win or lose, in, in the same way that you watch the Warriors to see them win or lose. That's why so many people were actually cheering for the Raptors during that run because I don't know, it's no fun to cheer for Goliath. Right, go David. <laughs> Except for if you're a Boston fan and you are constantly Goliath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that fucking Goliath's got some fucking pep in him. Uh, Jesse. It's uh, it's Montreal for me. I think that would be the most fun market to have Connor Bedard. Most fun, but also fuck. <laughs> I, you no. know what? You know who I think says fuck the most if Connor Bedard ends up in Montreal? Who? Detroit and Buffalo. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be real tough for them. Because the Leafs Ottawa. have the Leafs have a good core that's heading into their what their supposed window of of. Because the thing is, like, you know, you're supposed to twenty seven to thirty is supposed to be your your peak, right? Wouldn't that be so funny? So uh, it's like Devin Levi is poised to be one of the best goalies in the league. Connor Bedard has entered the chat. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sorry, that's Whoops. what I'm saying. Right, Detroit it's, especially, you know, because I think Buffalo's ahead of Detroit. Right yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. If I, if we're ranking rebuilds. Uh, uh, Sebastian Casa could be something for Detroit. It, if Detroit's Montreal, a little bit more mysterious. If Montreal gets Bedard, next year is going to be an absolute fucking shootout in the Atlantic. Oh, oh. he is like is this fucking division's crazy. I mean, it wasn't till Buffalo 
Buffalo didn't even really fall off. Have we all forgotten that Florida's in the Atlantic? Like, yeah. you know, the, the Atlantic is probably going to have four teams. Dude, it's, yeah. No, this, Buffalo, this division is that's already ridiculous is going to get more ridiculous. Buffalo was in the playoff race up until last week. Like, they had a shot if they yeah. just, like, ran the table a yeah. little bit. If they got Levi a little sooner, I still... Ah, you can't go out and get a goalie when you know you have Levi and you want to use him and... I understand why they didn't do it, but if they did go out and get a goalie, they would have. There's a really good chance they would have made the playoffs. The Sabers? Yeah, they haven't gotten saves, man. I don't know. I think it'd be a little tough to leapfrog uh, Pittsburgh and New York and Florida. Well, you only have to really do. Yeah, but do what if you had a? Those, but... So there's six back of the playoffs right yeah. now. But what if you had a goalie for a month? You know what I mean? They haven't had a goalie. They just got Levi. Mm-hmm. And he's been about as good as you could hope. The Anaheim Ducks, by the way, are doing their job. They've lost nine games in a row. They are now currently tied at the bottom with the Columbus Blue Jackets, but they have played one more game than them, so they afford, therefore they are the last place team, right? They want to get that, what is it, 15, 20%, whatever the 18 and a half, whatever they make. I wish know. they had to play each other. The Anaheim Ducks, <laughs> as bad as they have been this year, are not even in the top 20 of worst goal differential in NHL history. And it's interesting in a season where the uh, where the goals have been so high that they're not. They're currently 22nd. The 74-75 Capitals are the worst ever at a negative 265. That'll never be replicated. The 22-23 Ducks are 22nd worst all-time currently, although I expect them to get worse, um, at negative 124. They got four games left to play. Will they pass the 76-77 Red Wings at negative 126, and as well as the 77-78 Caps at negative 126? So what are they at? 124. Negative 124. Are you Mm -hmm. trying to pull up the Ducks' schedule? No. Oh. Do you want to know? Yes. It's a race. It's a race. Which one of you is the better friend? Okay, so we got Ducks, Coyotes. Adam, you lose. Uh, To finish out the year, the Ducks are going to play the Coyotes Saturday. Oh! The Avalanche Sunday. So Avalanche on the second half of a back-to-back. That's ugly. Uh, Canucks on Tuesday. And then Kings and Ducks on Thursday. The Ducks are going to play the Ducks? Oh, oh, oh. Kings and Ducks. I am going to spend my Saturday afternoon in April watching Coyotes Ducks. Now, this is really important. Which (laughs) building is it in? Oh, sweet. In In Mullet. Get ready to crane your neck for that weird ass angle. It is a weird angle. That is good. It's good. How dare you say it's not good? It's It's good. I appreciate people being positive. Appreciate that. I do. So, so here's my question. Are you guys going to watch with me? I'm going to host a watch party. Well, uh, <laughs> Coyotes, Ducks, watch party. It's brought to you by Coca-Cola. And we're going to have three Zero NH- sugar. <laughs> three NHLers are joining Jesse. Um, <laughs> so currently, the Ducks are likely the on pace. Cast. They're on pa- Based on who they're playing in the last four games, the Ducks are on pace to pass the Red Wings, the Caps, and the Bruins, the 61-62 Bruins at negative 129. Almost guaranteed that they're going to pass those three teams. Almost. Man, you're talking about goal difference. Goal differential. You could get to negative 130 pretty easy. Could you get to the 83-84 Penguins mark of negative 136? This is just oh. before Lemieux. No, that's way too many. 
That's way too And by many. the way, the, the Penguins hold like 16 and 17 on the list. 82, 83, they were negative 137. The next year, they were negative 136, and then Mario came. You and they still even, didn't make the playoffs to the 90s. You can't even lose a game by like two goals. Like, you'd have to lose by like four every night. Uh, no. They've lost I don't nine in a row. There. I don't think they get there. Okay. Yeah, which means they're due. <laughs> That's they're right. due. Makeup calls, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Do we have time for the press conference, Jess, or do we need to wrap? No, we can definitely do Let's it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me make sure this one. There you go. There you go. I got it. The Steve Dangle press conference. I did it. Knee I slap. got it. Slap that knee. <sighs> now we ask the questions. By the way, the reason we have to get out of here in 10 minutes is because we're getting the floor. Wall. Oh, it's the wall? The, the wall. wall! This one's from good underscore one underscore Randy. Also, uh, good name. Uh, mm. Someone was asking yesterday, how did they join the Discord? SCPN.ca. Scroll down a little after you hit the homepage. There's a little link that says join us on Discord. Hit that and join the SDPN Discord server. It is a fun place. Some would say the happiest place on earth. Mm. But we might get sued. So don't say that. Should the NHLPA... <laughs> uh, should the NHLPA be getting involved with the way the game is officiated? To use Michael Bunting as an example, the way he is being officiated right now is making him less valuable to the Leafs, which could hurt him financially in this year's contract. So, what is is a <gasps> so here's a question Marty for you. Walsh, do you think this is a job for Marty Walsh? Here's a question. So Marty Walsh goes to Gary and Gary go and, and he says to Gary, Gary, we don't like this. And Gary goes, too bad. I don't even see. Like, what's the NHLPA going to do? My mind doesn't go to Gary. It's, I mean, it's a small world. So they're going to find out who called for this mm -hmm. and they'll never get a call again because that's how they operate. Sorry. I'm telling you, uh, uh, they're, they're, Gary Bettman will tell him to fly a kite. Yeah. Unless like, if you want something done with Gary and you're the NHLPA, you have to give Gary something. I mean, and the NHLPA keeps giving stuff away so they don't have much to, to barter with anymore. So yes, yeah, he could go complain, lodge the complaint, <laughs> and the uh, NHL. If you're the NHL, why would you do anything about yeah, that? Yeah, it's gonna. What do you to care? Well, you want to admit to something bad? No, no. way, you don't want. To. Get out of here. I mean, the the problem with these situations is there's always another player uh, on the other side of it, right? So like, uh, you know, Bunting draws a call or something that he wouldn't have drawn before the complaint. Well, that means some other players getting called, mm -hmm. which you can argue hurts them on their contract. And that, I mean, that's that's why we we're not seeing stiffer punishments. Like, oh, you want me to argue for players missing time and l missing salary? And no, why am I fighting for that? I don't care. This one is from Bonesy, Steve. It's not uh, any sort of question, but it's a hey, hey. You never know who might be listening. Bonesy says, I'm in Traverse City, northern Michigan, and oh. spot a wild mug immediately gushing. The bartender says he's a Leafs fan, and that's and that dang it's get him through the week. And the wild mug he spotted was a that's dang it mug. Oh, wow. So some, some bartender in Michigan uses your mug uh, all the time, and it's at the counter in Traverse City, Michigan. And he loves dang it's. That's... That's neat. Amazing. <laughs> so there you go. I don't know if you want it for your next dang it's to shout him out. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah, send me that. I'll send it over to That's Nick. That's really cool. Producer Nick. But yeah, you got a little fan in Traverse City, Michigan. And a uh, collector's item. <laughs> I don't have to get into that. Nope. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is a story that uh, I mentioned to Adam before the show, and I think we can talk about it for a brief second. Uh, the Chicago Wolves are abandoning the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, fuck. I forgot to bring this up. Yes. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have okay. this on the on the list and everything. So, yes, yeah. they you are. Get into it? Okay. So, very, very quickly on this uh, because we shouldn't. But they... Do you want to save it? Or? Uh, well, it's kind of a big story now. Uh, their three-year contract with the Canes expires at the end of 2023. Um, the decision is made because the Wolves believe that the Hurricanes' philosophy towards their AHL affiliate changed this season. This is from The Athletic. Uh, Scott Powers wrote this. Within our affiliation, it says we will develop and we also want to win a Calder Cup. Um, they did. I think the philosophy mm-hmm. has changed. Not our philosophy, but the philosophy from the top has changed. Um, we had a really successful year and won the Calder Cup last year, developed players, gave them a few players too uh, that are in their lineup now at minimum salary. I believe Carolina's philosophy has changed. It was all about development, and our philosophy in its affiliation uh, says develop and win. We think by winning, we developed. That's where we stand. Also, some organizations are development only, but uh, we think if we have the development and win playoff games, guys learn how to win. So you're try- what you're trying to do all the time, and that's changed. It's time to go independent and follow our own philosophy. Now, I believe that they are one of the 11 teams in the AHL that are independently owned, and... Um, what they probably fought over was Carolina wanted X guy who is young and inexperienced in the lineup. And the Wolves were like, well, he won't help us win. And the Hurricanes were like, that's not what we pay you for. Actually, they probably say that's what the money's for. Well, yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, they're a little more old school. Like, from, You know what was always weird for me? The, the, the Toronto AHL team was the Roadrunners. Mm-hmm. And it was the Oilers farm team. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the games and there were fans who were really excited and cheering for them. And I was like, I don't like these guys. They're the Oilers guys. I'm not cheering for them. Yep. I'm cheering for the, I think it was the St. John's Leafs at the time. And then it became the Leafs affiliate and the Marlies. And I was like, oh, sweet. They're here and I can cheer for them yeah. sort of thing. So I like. I wonder if it's difficult for fans to cheer for Carolina's farm team it sounds, in Chicago. It sounds more like they just want to build a team. It's a very odd situation because losing the affiliation, you lose a lot of st- stuff. You lose there, money, right? And yeah. there's a minimum requirement of players you got to have who are. Um, you have 13. The Wolves will have to abide by the AHL's development roster rule that 13 of 18 skaters must have 260 or fewer games of pro experience. So you need prospects on your roster. 13 have to have They'll be able to get minimum. So, but the quality of player they're getting is lesser, you know, because you don't have the guys who were drafted who are now going to play for the AHL team, you know. So they're looking at players who are over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Who who fall through the cracks in the draft, and they just want to kind of build a team that can win championships all the time. Yeah. And it's so against the philosophy of the HL that we kind of know it as, where it's like, hey, you're affiliated with the NHL team, you support them, and you're kind of an arm of that, while also trying to win. So they they're going really rogue and being like, no, this is an we're in a, in a league independent of itself. Mm-hmm. We're here to win championships. Fuck Don Waddell trying to tell us what to do. You know, and and play this player or whatever. It's got to be frustrating. We want to play our guys to win every year. And this season, after a championship season last year, we're gonna we might miss the playoffs. What what ha- what it has to be, guys, 
is it has to be a business decision. Whatever the Carolina Hurricanes are paying them, and I can guarantee you it's not much because Tom Dundon's involved. Mm-hmm. If Tom Dundon's involved, you're not getting paid. You saw what he, he you saw what he put his head coach through, who is a Carolina Hurricanes legend, and and players would run through the wall for no, you can't. And so so it, had it not been for Rod Brindamore having the leverage that he had, all of the staff for for the Carolina Hurricanes might look a lot different. Everybody got a raise because Rod got a raise. I'm looking at the Chicago Wolves attendance right now. Last year, I believe they won. Did they not? Yes. Yes. Their average attendance was 6,300. Now part of that might have been COVID. Uh, the year before, no, obviously, they didn't play. is good. But they have a 10,000-seat arena, yeah. and they this year are up to 8,500. And they are probably looking oh, nice. at this and going, hey, listen, we're in Chicago, so there's there's big corporate dollars available to us. If we can get around 8,500 to 9,000, 9, we don't need their support to financially survive. If we put a good product on the ice, we're a great alternative to the Blackhawks, who are absolute dog shit right now and will be for a couple more years. And... In that time, we could probably work on finding another affiliate within the NHL that Chicago. works a little bit more. Well, that makes a lot more sense. And here's the other thing I want to throw out there, guys, is that well, Rockford's in Illinois. remember last last week, the Scott Howison thing? They were trying to kick the CEO of yeah. the AHL out. One of the teams purported to be um, like the like the one of the major leading teams on that were the Chicago Wolves and their ownership group. They want this guy out because he's apparently too NHL friendly and not AHL friendly right. enough. But it doesn't sound like they want to be affiliated with a team. They well, want, that's what they're saying. So you think this is a play so that they can move to a different? Absolutely, team. because what I'm what I'm seeing here is Chicago. Listen. If you have the opportunity for an NHL team to pay some of your salaries and pay you for the affiliation, yeah. you're taking that. No, but I they, think they, they don't want to play the guys. I get no, I get that. I get that. But if you go out, if you leave your affiliation with the Hurricanes who are probably playing you dick squat, and and you go out and you say, Yeah, we want another NHL team, then your negotiation ploy, uh, sorry, your negotiation position is diminished because mm-hmm. you're actively seeking rather than making other teams come to you. And I think that's what they're going for here. They're going, we're independent. We don't need you. And they want an NHL team to go, oh, they don't need us. Well, we want them, and we'll we'll pay more than the Carolina Hurricanes did. That's what I think is going on here. I'm interested to see it develop and how it develops because the, the reason I'm not like overly concerned about what's going on is affiliation in the AHL changes like the wind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah, yeah it, it changes so yeah. much. But, yeah, it's a very interesting situation with the Blackhawks the Wolves and the Ice Hogs. I also wonder, guys, if it makes room for teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have used this before, where uh, you have an organization that's outside of your organization, uh, like outside of the Marlies, and you have players on your team that you want to develop, and you send them to the Wolves. This could be advantageous for the Leafs, and they did do that. They sent uh, Casimir Kaskiskwoda to the Wolves Big teams, too many goalies. Big teams do that. And so if you've got enough money to do it, Maybe guys, they're they're playing the independent game. Like I know there's other teams that would that would you know this is going to be beneficial to us because we know there's enough other teams who could use the extra space. Totally. Just, just but a like, thought. The Chicago currently their affiliate's Rockford, right? Yes. Like it's not like Chicago's affiliate is in Seattle or yes. they're in yeah. Florida or something. Rockford's right there. That's a suburb. You know, yeah. it's like it's like they're in Mississauga. It's it's kind of it's fine for them. They what's, need to do it. What's their what's Chicago? What's the Blackhawks' desire to switch to the Wolves? There's none. Yeah, I, yeah. They yeah. they have a good relationship. So, so I I think it's uh, these guys being weird and wanting to I, actually not weird, but like wanting to actually just be a team that wins championships I, and I, not develop players. Can I also throw something out there that's logistic and boring? Hmm. 
there are like three major international hubs in the United States or three that are like on the Eastern, Eastern Central, Chicago, Minnesota, and Charlotte. And that big O'Hare is the big international airport in Chicago. And I wonder if a lot of flights go through there. So if even if you're a team that isn't the Blackhawks and you want to affiliate with these guys, it's really easy to get players there because the flights are cheap. <laughs> sure. That's honestly not a bad point. Yeah. And, but I, th- I think we missed the easiest slam dunk sum the whole issue up Ryan Reynolds he's going to buy the team Ryan Reynolds is going to buy every team what <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is going to buy the Chicago Wolves is he is he going to get them to the next level yeah are they going to sign the I'm best watch the, the best goaltender are they going to sign yeah. uh, what what are the guy what was the guy's name I don't know it doesn't did you, matter did you never watch welcome to Wrexham not all of it that's but good it's, it starts with Wrexham mm mm-hmm. mhm and this Ottawa Senators thing, I think, is taking too long. So he's going to start with the Wolves, and he's going to work his way up to the Sens. What do you Ryan think Reynolds is going to own all of them. Well, Chicago. we've we've talked at length on the show about like the value of sports teams being astronomical right now. What is it for at, like a top quarter AHL team? They're estimated. So they are their revenue is the highest. Or sorry, not the high, never mind. Forget what. I, their revenue is seventeen point three million per year. Could could the Wolves be a hundred million dollar franchise? Uh, no. A hundred million. A hundred oh, is aggressive. That. So it's about well, no, you got to take revenue and multiply it, right? You have multipliers when you buy a franchise. What would that be worth? I don't know. I don't think it's a hundred million. Would it be fifty million? Like so? Here's is here's what, you know what'll shock you. Is it profitable? How much did MLSE pay for the Toronto Argonauts? That nobody goes to see and nobody did go to see, and they were depressing franchise before MLS even dollar, fifty million for the whole ass team. So for the Wolves, who actually have great attendance and a great record and a great business model in a great market, what are you talking about? You so you think that the Wolves are worth less than the Argonauts? Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. There's no way. A CFL team is worth more than the AHL Wolves? Get out of here. No way. I do think that. I Never in a million years did I think we would talk about (laughs) the value of the Chicago Wolves versus the value of the Argos coming in here today. What is an AHL (laughs) franchise worth? Let's find out. Drew's fucking laughing. (laughs) I want to know. I want to know. What's an AHL franchise mean? I think you're the only one. Ask Alan. (laughs) Yeah, Alan Walsh the that was great. Oh, Cal- he's gonna buy him. Hey, the Calgary- Alan's gonna team up with Ryan Reynolds. Alan, the Hitman Alan would know. Got, here we go. We got the Hitman. There was a sale in 2016, 68.95 million. The Hitman? Yeah. And this is, sorry, that's a CHL franchise, not an AHL. <laughs> I, I want to find it. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> Where do we got that? Fact I want to know. Factboys.com. Yeah. Play the that was from TSM, by the way. That was not from Factboys. I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. I think they could be worth a lot of money. Have a great Easter weekend, everybody. Why are you guys a bunch of haters? That's what I want to know. See, fuck your friends. I started and ended in the same place. These friends, fuck them. And happy Easter. Over the long weekend, I hope you enjoy many Chicago Wolves games, everybody. (laughs) The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake.